Well, we have Chase trying here today. Um, we're going to do a little podcast while we're waiting on some runs to show up from our practice session we did with you earlier today. But man, we appreciate you coming by and, and spending some time with us today. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting me come. It was fun roping today. You bet. It's a beautiful bunch. day for oh. it. So it, it couldn't have been much better. Yeah. Tomorrow, not so good. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're about over these bad cold okay. days here in Texas. But uh, man, no, we just want to, I, I just thought it would be cool to kind of get sit down and just have a conversation with you um you know you're a pretty quiet guy you don't say a whole lot at the <laughs> ropings and the rodeos and stuff so um you know kind of get your story i think you have a pretty unique story from what little bit of beats bits and pieces i've heard about it but uh first off like you said you're 33 years old now right yes sir okay mm-hmm. and you've made the nfr how many times uh just five now five times yes, now sir. just five well, well, only compared five. to the story, if, I'd trade you. Compar- I'm at zero, I, so compared to I the journey, it for, feels right. Like, man, what have you been doing? Yeah, like, no, <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean. But uh, let's go, let's go back to, you, you know, the Trine family. You guys have, I mean, you're you're kind of enriched in team roping. I mean, you have yeah. just so for the people that don't know, Clay and Travis and Brady, those are your first cousins, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and so. Do you have any brothers or sisters that rope? I have a sister that she does rope. She ropes really well, but she's had kids and, you know, got stuff. She still loves to rope. She, right. she still ropes dang near as good as she ever did. But, yeah. you know, I mean, just different priorities in life happen. And yeah. And, and you grew up in Montana, right? Yes, sir, I and did. Helena? Is yep. that right? Yeah. Okay. So what was like... I mean, what was the winters like in Montana growing up? Did you guys go to Arizona back then or no? Heck no. I, I've i still never got to go to Arizona. Like, <laughs> I go for one week during Tucson when we enter. That's about it. We know we stayed hooked up there all winter. And, man, there it took a lot of effort. I mean, anybody up there knows it. Like, if you've ever tried to pursue something in the winter, it's, it's not easy. And then, you know, there would be times, you know, weeks, weeks you couldn't even ride your horse because it, it was, wasn't healthy for them, you know, it was too right. hard on their lungs. So we just kind of, we'd rent, uh, actually Ty Erickson's parents built a barn and they lived about five miles from us and we could rent that barn. I think it was a couple times a week and we had to haul steers over to it every time and, you know, wrap them, unwrap them, haul steers, come back to our house, grab horses, take the horse over their rope, take the horses back. Then go back and get the steers and had to find people. Like it took a lot of effort, but yeah, there's a lot to it. There was a lot to it. Yeah. And then that was just hoping the weather was willing to let us right. do it. So did you grow up watching um your your cousins rope, Clay and Travis and Brady? Uh, Brady, is he older than you? No, he's, he's, your he's younger than me, actually. Oh, he's younger yeah. than you. Okay. Yeah. So did, but Clay and Travis, they're older than you. Yeah. Um, did you kind of grow up watching them rope and getting into it? Or like, I mean, your dad, he roped, I'm guessing, too. Is that right? Yeah, my dad roped quite a bit. He uh, circuit rodeoed, amateur rodeoed a lot. He wrote, he wrote good. Um, Clay and Travis, they were kind of, by the time I really got serious about it and was like, man, I, I really love to rope, they were gone. They were out rodeoing. Right, so, yeah. Like, I, I mean, we got to watch them on TV. I guess back then you'd only watch them at the NFR, but. Right. Like when we got, I mean, that's about the only time they'd show up every once in a while and rope and stuff. You're like, holy smokes, man. there's this, people out here that rope that good. Yeah, like, dang. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but that, yeah, that is. I didn't really ever get to rope with them. Right. Every once in a while, you know. I mean, if if they were going to be home for a week or so, I might would get to go over and rope with them for a couple of days, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because they'd bring their partner up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever they're roping with at the right. time, I think 
Travis brought Michael Jones up quite a bit, and I got, you know, I mean, I just got to roll with Michael Jones. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, like heck yeah, know, MJ back in the day, oh, he was the man. Oh, you know, man. I mean, that was the guy everybody looked heck at yeah. and thought Jelly he was, Belly truck and trailer. Yeah. You know, it was sweet. Yeah. How old were you when this was all going on? Probably. Or how old were you when you first got serious about like really roping and, and getting good at it? I always loved it. I really did. I used to actually head. I used to head for my dad at the amateur rodeos. And then I think when I turned 17, I kind of, like I, I just loved to rope. I'd head or heel. I'd head. I think we'd go to the jackpots. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. And we'd, we'd go to the jackpots. There are 25 a man. You could enter them four times. They'd have the open and the old numbers all the way down to a four. And I would rope from the open all the way down to the four. And I would, a lot of times we just rode the same horse. I yeah. had one horse. It was a yeah. paint and he was, I mean, he wasn't even very good. Right. But, <laughs> but you could head and heel on him. And I would, I'd head from the open on down to what would be the, I mean, probably 12 or 11 roping now. And then heel on down to what would be the seven or the eight. Right. And how old were you when this was happening? Oh, probably 13 to... Probably 12 to 16 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. And then as my number progressed, I just eliminated the number of ropings I could rope in. Right. Yeah. It kind of like, I mean, yeah. a lot of kids back in the day, I mean, I remember kind of, I never roped in the open until I got to be like an eight, but kind of the same same deal. But um, so when did you really start getting serious about healing and, and you know, thinking like, hey, I want a pro rodeo and that kind of stuff? Like what, what age was that for you? It was, I always loved, like I said, I always loved roping. And I really started pursuing healing more right about end of my junior year because all of a sudden it was like, well, college is coming around. And I'm thinking, I got to go to college. I need to get a you know scholarship and all that stuff. I can't right. do both ends. Yeah. So, and, you know, I mean, Brady headed and another kid up there, Nick Cody too, he headed. They're both, we all, all three of us headed and everybody, I was like, well, if I start healing, I could probably get one of these guys. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll, I'll heal. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be that. the guy that, that yeah. heals. Yeah. I'll fall on that grenade. Right. Yeah. So you're you're around 17 years old, and then 18 years old, you had something major happen. Yep. Well, first major thing, I entered my first pro rodeo on my permit. I was super excited, and it was where was it at? Arlie, Montana. Actually, what was it? Arlie, Montana was the Arlie, first one. Montana. Yep. I don't, I don't even know think if they, I've ever been there no, or heard of it. I think you got to drive through it to know where it's at. <laughs> uh, and you got to be headed to it. Right. Uh, but it was, uh, I think I entered the rodeo and it was like the week after Memorial Day. And on Memorial Day weekend, uh, I got into a car wreck. Um, the buddy that I was with, it was wet roads. And I, I don't remember. I lost, I mean... I don't remember. There's a whole week of my life that I can't quite remember. But they said that uh, car started fishtailing and rolled a few times off the road. No one knows. Uh, it's it's honestly it's a really crazy story because he got knocked out, and when he when he woke up, he I was outside the car walking around, but the seatbelt was fastened, so no one knows if I was buckled in or not. Uh, and then I had, I don't know if you remember the old razor phones, the flip phones. Oh, yeah. Well, like if yeah. you flip it hard enough, it broke in half. Right. Yeah. So I had one of those at the time. Cause I thought they were really sweet. And, uh, right. It, As the most 18 year old would. Yeah. And we're on a road with no service. So yeah. I would like, I probably didn't have my phone out playing games or on Facebook. Surely not back then. So I don't even right. think it existed. Yeah. But, uh, when he woke up, my phone was flipped open and on. 
sitting right on the seat right next to him. So he was able to call his dad. I don't know how, I mean, like that's an unexplainable right. thing. I mean, yeah. if you don't, people don't believe you don't have angels watching over you, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I got a story for you. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he was able to call his dad and they come and uh, his dad come and put a coat over my head. I had, a, I guess I had a pretty good gash on my head or whatever and it was pretty, pretty beat up. Uh, and they called, they called 911. I actually got, the only time I did get to ride in the helicopter I got live flatted from Harlowton, Montana to Billings, Montana. And uh, like I said, I don't remember any of it. I I guess I gave the people on the helicopter my parents' phone numbers. They took, I can't even, I used to think I used to, I, th- I went through the worst of it. But I mean, I think from the sounds of it, it wasn't easy on them because they made a four-hour trip in like an hour and a half. Well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, for whatever reason, it was, I mean crazy but uh yeah uh i fractured my skull i was on life support for a few days um wasn't you know i mean at the time i'd according to what you know my parents say like well they there was a time they weren't even sure if i was gonna you know there was no telling like it yeah. could have went either way right like neither either way would have surprised them yeah and uh i lived in uh i lived in intensive care for I think close to a week. And then I spent another two weeks in the hospital just trying to get everything kind of back to normal. And then then I started the recovery. And I had to go through, oh, I went through every form of therapy. Right. You know, physical, speech, all that stuff. I did, I think, three or four months of it. So did you have to like relearn how to walk, how to talk? Like, I mean, kind of what was your so, recovery process like? I mean, because that's a huge... <laughs> Balance, I mean, balance was lot. hard, man. I had right. no balance. I could walk, but my parents, they said, you know, and the walk sucked because you couldn't go nowhere. You're so slow. Like, you <laughs> couldn't even do nothing. They said. And you're like, man, I feel like I've went a long ways. I mean, I lost, I'd lost a bunch of weight. I think I weighed, I, I remember stepping on the scale and can't see it now, but uh, I weighed 132 pounds. Wow. Like I was, I was eating, I think I ate through a straw for a few days and I, just, I don't think it was very good. Yeah. Didn't want it. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I had to do it all, man. I remember I had to, I mean, I had to relearn all my balance, uh, everything, man. Like looking at simple problems and you just can't figure it out. Like it was, and then just as the brain healed, slowly just, I'm seeing things and stuff just kind of slowly got back. Right. It was, it was a process, man. Yeah. So you were 18. What year would that have been? Hmm. 2007. Two, Maybe 2007 or 2008. Right. I can't quite remember. So how long that was, was my it? my senior year is 07. Right. So how long was it, um, you know, you, this wreck happened Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. in May. Yeah. How long was it before you got back to like where you could swing a rope and <sighs> even think about riding a horse and maybe roping a steer? So I spent, I think it was the 1st of August before, maybe the very end of July, I was kind of getting back to normal, and I, man, I lucked out. My uncle and my grandpa split a helomatic for me. It's one of the old ones that would yep. hop on the ground, yeah. Like you I could just, one. you could just stand on a platform and heal it. Yep. And they're like, "This is, you know, this is what they they wanted to do it for me." So uh, that was that was a huge blessing. But I remember like roping and stuff, man. I couldn't even swing a rope very fast. It was just, it was, it was hard to do, and. Uh, 
Oh, I couldn't ride. I, I don't even remember. I think I tried roping steers once in August and it was terrible. Yeah. Like had to wear a helmet. I had to wear a helmet till I think January 1st is when I finally that's, got to that's take That's hard it. on an 18 year old kid. Dude, it you sucked. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it sucked. You're like, this is, the, I don't want to wear this helmet, but I got some, like, well, I got I a couple to. pretty funny stories about it, but I just remember <laughs> the college rodeo. I'm walking around. I got this stupid helmet. You know what I mean? All these, oh, the first college rodeo I've ever been to. Like, yeah. Whatever. I like, but, but man, it was, the doctor told me, he's like, man, I mean, it sucks, but it's either that or just don't rope. Like what do you, whatever yeah. you want more, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's up to you. These are your options. Yeah. Like this is what you have. And he said, you cannot wear a helmet, but if you hit your head again, you're, you're in a bad spot. Like yeah. you don't, you don't need to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I should actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, so I went, I did, I roped a little, I jackpotted a little bit in the summer. I mean, I say that in the fall and then college rodeos kicked up. I went, I, what, whatever did the fall season. Well, then I entered my first rodeo. It was the Nile and Billings. Okay. That's in November, right? Yeah. Middle October, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I entered my actual first rodeo. I'm going to get to go to, and I entered it with Brady and, uh, I showed up. I had my horse was sore at the time. I showed up with a hypnotic heel rope and a helmet. I had no horse, no nothing. <laughs> I just walked in with a helmet and a rope. Right. Like, well, let's let's do this. I yeah. mean, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go at it. Yeah. What a way and, to kick off your first. Yeah, rodeo. that was my first pro rodeo experience. Wow. That's yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, just the whole thing is is a is a lot. I mean, that's a huge life changing moment getting in a wreck like that. I mean, so you know. I mean, knock on wood for myself, like I haven't ever had a life-changing experience like that, you know, and, and I've, I know in my own experience, I, I get to where, I don't want to say I'm ungrateful for like little things, but like, I know somebody, some people that are like, I just, I'm happy that I can go rope and ride my horses yeah, and yeah. not be in pain because of this illness that I have, you yeah. know, and I've never had to go through that. So I, I get to where like, I don't even understand that way of thinking, but when you go through something like what you went through, it has to change you in that, in that way. Is that, is that kind of what happened to you too, a little bit? It, it really did open up my eyes, man. Yeah. It was like, like this life is not a guarantee, man. And at any time it can be, it can be ripped from you, man. Yeah. It, it's, I, I felt like I come up about as close as you can without actually seeing the other side. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was a huge eye, eye opener, man. It really, honestly, it really humbled me. Really? Like man, like it, it did. Like it, I, the stuff I felt like I took for granted. Like I mean, even just even things like my parents would do and stuff. Like yeah, I, like I just didn't really realize, you know, man, how good I really had it before. Right. And that was yeah. It was it was a huge eye opener, man. Mentally laying in that hospital bed for I mean, you're in the hospital for a month, it sounds like pretty close. I mean, yeah. maybe even a little bit more, or whatever. I think but. because I think the first trip I left was I went and watched my sister at the college finals. So I mean that's at the end of June, I think. So right. yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty close to a month. I yeah. Think. So laying in that hospital bed, I mean, those are demons that you're fighting in there just mentally. <laughs> I mean, what's the like that's like I said, I mean, <sighs> I'm from the outside looking in on this deal. I've been so blessed and so fortunate to not have to go through an experience like that but i can't imagine the thoughts that run through your mind whenever i don't i don't know if i was mentally there enough right. to have those demons yeah fight. i was just 
Like you were I, just kind of existing a little bit. Pretty much, man. For about a week and a half, lights on when no one was home. Right. I mean, I my mom would walk in every morning, and she said she was pretty freaked out because for about a week, I'd she'd walk in, and I'd be like, "Hey, why am I here?" You right. Know, like, yeah. She's like, "Well, told you that yesterday. You not remember this?" Like, yeah. No. Like, yeah. I, I got nothing. It's just <laughs> such an unreal experience, you know, and and it's life changing, you know, and, big time. And uh, so you're you're 18. You get to go to the Nile with mm-hmm. Brady. Did you guys do any good at the rodeo? I actually filled my permit. You filled your permit, yep. first one. Pretty excited about it. Yeah, so, I was Jack. I thought rodeo was the easiest thing in the world. Right. I've, yeah. That, and you you were wrong, probably. Oh, very wrong. Yeah. Yep. Very wrong. <laughs> but a lot of people think that. That's a normal oh, yeah. thought to think whenever you fill your permit or win yeah, your first big rodeo on your card. So uh, you, you said you went to college. Where did you go to college at? I went to Montana State university for two years i was a bobcat a bobcat yeah and it was very cold i bet a lot of snow i bet so what was the college radio experience like for you uh man it was it was good it was kind of fun i was i mean so i never drank or anything i was never a party person like the doctors kind of told me man for as long as you can stay away from alcohol stay away from that stuff so i i, I took that really serious like, yeah i'm like i'll, I'll just I don't know if it was the normal college experience that a lot of people get. You know what right, I mean? Like yeah. you kind of use your first time out. And honestly, for the first five months, I probably shouldn't have went to college. Like I wasn't ready. I wasn't mentally there. I was failing. It was kind of, I mean, it was kind of bad, but I was for the first semester, I think up until the last month, I was failing almost every class and just oh, couldn't wow. figure out like. Not because you're not no, intelligent, like my, but just My brain because, was still healing. I right, didn't realize yeah. it. And you know, I mean, I'm like, this is. Like, I can't figure it out. Like, I'll read something today, and then tomorrow, I can't remember what I read. Like, right. I'm yeah. seeing stuff on tests that I don't even know what it is. But then one day, it clicked, and, I mean, my brain started healing, and it was, not that college was easy, because it wasn't, but, like, it just, I started passing my classes, and it started feeling, like, everything started feeling good again. Yeah. So, that healing process with your brain, like, was that a year long? Was that five months long? Was that a month long? I mean, kind of, what was that? What was the timeline and then like what was that process like when, once you kind of felt like your brain was starting to heal and, and things were starting to actually click, you know? It was, uh, I mean, for the first month, it was just, I mean, we were trying to relearn everything. Right. And then it's a slow, it was a slow process. And it just seemed like as time went on and they healed a little bit more and more, things would start learning faster. Like, you know, it might take me, the first time it might have took me three days to learn something where, and then in another month's time, I could learn it and an hour you know what i mean right. it, i could just comprehend things better just yeah as time progressed obviously it healed and it that that was probably the biggest thing is that i could i could just when i learned something i could keep it yeah and have it like i wouldn't have to relearn it three or four times before it stuck right so this is 2008 mm-hmm Probably. I mean, and you went to school in like seven and eight, maybe nine, something like that. I think I started in fall of seven. So I went for two years. So whatever yeah. that was, I, I guess I went till spring of nine. Maybe? Yeah. 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 So 2009 rolls around. You're kind of done with college now. Wasn't planning on being done. I was like, I was setting myself up for a four-year degree. And then I was riding around at Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Are you and, just kind of circuit rodeoing right now as yeah, far as your rodeoing I, career? Man, we would we were circuit rodeoing. We'd kind of just, we'd go to Canada a little bit here and yep. there, go to just the bigger ones up there. Like, and I, I was loving Canada. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like, right. Yeah. Rodeos felt huge. Like, yeah, like, it's hey, a big deal up there. It's pretty sweet, man. Yeah, it really is. It is. And uh, we're riding around at Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it's a, a co-approved circuit rodeo. So we go over there and I'm riding around with 
and Clay, I'm talking to Clay, trying, and he goes, uh, he goes, what are you doing this fall? I was like, well, probably going back to school, I guess. He goes, you got to come down a rope with me. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, like, he goes, I could use a healer to, you know, just to rope with every day. And so I don't have to call somebody and I could work it. You know I mean? I could practice for the finals and all that stuff. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, I want like a, the thought was like, Oh, that's a cool thought. Like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it's just a dream. Right. Though, yeah. At this How point, am I going to even make this become a reality? Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's so weird, but being from Montana and stuff, it's like all that stuff's like, you see all this stuff, but it feels like it's so far away. It's like a pipe dream. Yeah. Basically. It's like, like you see it, like, you're never around people. You mean like we'd see, We'd see the best guys show up, you know, the best guys in the world show up, but they we'd only see them three times a year. Like we'd go watch Livingston Slack because it's yeah. like, dude, there's fixing to be yeah. 90 of the best team ropers in the world go right here. Like, yeah, I'm Jack. These guys that I read about and see on tapes and stuff, yep. I want to go watch them. Yeah, exactly. So, but you only get to watch them like a couple times. Right, exactly. But uh, yeah, I was like, well, I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it'd be sweet. Like just the thought of it was... I mean, it just seems so far-fetched. So right. like, you think I'm going to go to Texas and do all this <laughs> stuff? And I was like, well, whatever. But uh, no, I, I kind of just and I kind of just sat on it for a while. And I was like, man, I, I would really like to try it one time. Like, yeah. It sounds like such a sweet thing. Talked to my parents about it. They weren't happy. They were like. They were wanting you to go back yeah, and, get, they were and thinking, get your well, degree. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, which, I mean, I 100% think if you, you know. Degrees are good, man. You need yeah. to, they're good to have. Like yeah. I'm not telling anybody don't like you don't need a degree, but the choice I made was I I was like I don't wanna I don't wanna be up here anymore. I wanna try it. Yeah. So I I did I called my coach and said, Man, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna come back. And uh I did. I took off about I think I went to the Nile again and then went to Casper's, got a rodeo in the fall. I went to that and went to Texas from there about the middle of or middle of Beginning of November. So are you coming to Texas with like a uh, a partner? No. And you're going to rodeo or or you're just, you're just really coming to Texas intentions. to, I'm just going to go heel steers for my cousin Clay Tryon. That's one of yeah. the best headers in the world. Yeah. And that's like where we have no plans other than that. Like I, that was really kind of it for you really. Is I that kinda, right? I mean, essentially that's what it was. I kind of talked to Matt Robertson or Matt Robertson called me and said, Hey man, what do you you know, what do you think about going to some rodeos next year? I'm like, cool, yeah, I'll be back in June. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. When the rodeos kick it, let's yeah. start it. He goes, well, I mean, we could, you know, maybe we'll try to go to some in the winter or something like that. I'm like, which I think I had won enough money in the fall. I was going to get into San Antonio and Houston. So I was like, well, I'll just go practice. I'll go to those. And he goes, well, let's just go to a couple other ones. So I was like, okay. You know what I mean? That, right. I'll be down there. That sounds fun. Yeah. You know, sounds expensive, but it sounds fun. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'll already be there. Right. And, uh, but yeah, essentially that's what I was doing. I was just going down there to like, I just want to see it, man. Right. I want it. So, so when you fast forward, you get to Texas, it's probably what, October? Uh, it was November, I it's think. November. Yeah. So it's already getting cold, you know, was, down yep. here. And so what was your experience like once you got here? I mean, kind of. <sighs> oh man, it was the greatest thing ever. Like I'm literally just, I brought, I bought a four-year-old horse and to practice on. I had one horse, literally had one horse. I run every steer on this one horse. Right. And it's actually, it was the little dun horse that, Batman that Tyler Worley did so good. Oh, on okay. Oh, I yeah. forgot you own that horse. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I brought about him. That. I brought him down in Batman, the week before I left. The week before I left, I bought a four-year-old horse. I'm like, well, I've these never, are the two I'm taking. Yeah, those are the only two I own. So I'm right, like, well, they're going. Like, yeah, we're gonna try it. And I'm like, I've never owned horses with much age on them at the time. So I was like, four-year-old, he's probably fine. I run 
50 steers on the first day I got down here. (laughs) (laughs) This is day one for the horse too, probably. Yeah, no, yeah, this was day one down in Texas. I'm like, I mean, it must be kind of fun to rope. Like, no, we're, like he got thrown in the fire as well. Right. I'm like, well, I guess you're either going to make it or you're going to blow up. One of the two. I don't know, but we're going to. We'll find out. Yeah, we're fixing to find out here in a hurry. (laughs) So you get down here and you have two horses. Yep. And you spend the fall. Did you start rodeoing that winter, like in January? Yeah, we went to Odessa. And, and you roped with who? Matt Robertson. Matt Robertson. Okay. Yeah. And uh, didn't do any good at Odessa. But um, it was. I think that was the year it took like an 8-4 to place or something like that. They're just, it was stupid. That tough. was my first, that was yeah. my first uh, experience of real pro rodeoing. Right. I showed up and I'm like, holy smokes. Like, yeah. This is a whole nother world. Yeah. Like you guys are all good. Yeah. (laughs) All hundred of you that showed up. There's not just like three good teams. Like everybody's good. Yeah. Like, oh, sweet. This is fun. Yeah. So you start the year off. You're open with Matt Robertson. Yeah. Are you on your permit still or you're you're on your rookie card? No. I, well, I'd bought my, I thought I I bought my card as soon as I filled my permit. Okay. Which looking back on it, maybe shouldn't have done it. But I mean, I don't know. Rookie of the year is pretty sweet, but that wasn't my insight. Yeah. Like I wanted, you know what I mean? I had, I had things that if I could do it. That's why I, that wasn't what my goal was. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I circuit rodeoed and, uh, went to Canada all that summer on my rookie year. Won a little bit. It was, I mean, I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't, you know, we always can do better. Yeah. You can always look yeah. back on you like, man, I wish I'd have caught that steer that steer, but right. whatever. Uh, no, it was it would have been my second year we did and we went to Yeah, we started in Odessa and just kind of went went to Odessa, Denver, Tucson. So this is we your, kinda, your we kind of did really, yeah. you know, pro rodeo full time. Oh, yeah. I'm rodeoing for a living experience. Still the thought wasn't I didn't know I was rodeoing for a right. living. Like, but, the, but you're yeah. doing the same thing that the guys that are, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. In, in we did. Way. We entered everywhere. I mean, we entered everywhere everybody else did. Yeah. Like we just kind of went along with it. Are you thinking like I'm gonna make the finals this year. I mean, what are, what are your kind of your goals and stuff as you get started right here? Honestly, I don't even know if I had goals. I was just there, like, yeah, I want to just see if how good I can do. Right, like I, I didn't really, I didn't really have expectations. I didn't have, uh, I didn't know what to think, man. I mean, it was and a lot of it. Like, I didn't, I don't know if I saw myself as that guy at yeah. the point. You know what I mean? Like, you're just you show. I showed up. I was down here as an eight healer, like. Like, I don't know. I just felt like a guy. Right. This is like 2009, 2010, probably 2010. Yeah. This would have been the fall of 09 and the winter of 10. Yeah. Is when all this was going on. So there's a couple years here before your first NFR yep. that happens in 2012. Yep. There what was those two, a couple years like to lead you up to that year? Because you made it with Kevin Daniels, is that right? <sighs> yes, sir. It does. Uh, so 2010 started. Actually, me and Matt had a pretty good winter. I think after we left Clovis, we were in the top, either top 15 or top 20. And I was like, this is the coolest. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was sweet. And then the head horse that he had went down. And I mean, it sucks. He lost him. It was a bad deal. And then our summer just kind of went to heck after that. It's just living proof of, you know, what a good head horse will do for a team. Yeah. Like it, it makes all the difference in the man, world. Man, it was huge, especially in 2010. Yes, exactly. It's it's a little bit different in 2022, but in 2010, yeah. the head horse was the MVP of the team. Yeah, that and that was right when I showed up. Right when Clay Trines to do and Kate showed up. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 
arguably two of the greatest head horses exactly at the same time and i remember it plans day he goes ah man i need to fly to north dakota for a day i'm like okay like it's really cold up there i just come from montana it's really cold yeah he goes he come back and he goes oh yeah about two head horses i'm like wow you know what i mean like that's the thought of that was it's just crazy to me right but he did and that's right when and he dominated on those two horses it was unbelievable really it was it was amazing yeah but uh yeah that was right at that time and uh we did good we did good up till clovis uh and then kind of after that his horse got hurt and then um kind of had a honestly like a really rough summer you know what right. i mean just felt like couldn't get nothing going kind of just we we're just battling stuff all sorts of things and then he decided to go home and i got i actually got to finish that year with coleman proctor i was like this is this is sweet. great opportunity man yeah, yeah. like dude head's good i was like i was super excited he was all gung-ho about it and we finished we roped in the fall we won a little bit i mean obviously felt like we could have did a lot better and if we got you know we did it again we would do a lot better but uh yeah yeah it was there and then let's see 2011 rolls around i start my year off with logan olsen and no oh, he struggled man I, I never had so much fun roping with someone and not one yeah <laughs> I mean, I've, like, had, I've had an experience like that before oh yeah. dude i, I was like this, it's like you want to you want to win so bad i want to win so, so much fun this to is the with this funnest guy, yeah this is the funnest just, time i've ever had and we are not winning yeah, anything yeah and he decided to go home so then i roped with aaron synergy for shoot i think we started i think logandale or huntsville was our first rodeo and we roped until pretty much after california and he said he wanted to do something different which we didn't really it was weird. We didn't win nothing. It was the old, same old thing, man. As soon as you split, we entered Window Rock, right. uh, Clovis, New Mexico, and Silver City. And I think we won Window Rock, placed second at Clovis, and might have won something at Silver City. Like, yeah. As soon as you take the pressure, then you win ten thousand. As soon as you take yeah. the pressure off it, you just go to winning. Right. So yeah. It was like that. Well, then uh, that's when me and Kevin started. Was at about at Reno, two thousand eleven. Okay. And then. <sighs> Kevin Daniel, I mean, he had, he's made the NFR several times before you guys roped. Three, yeah. 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 This was, so, I was this is like, so excited. You're man. like, here's my chance, right? I mean, is that kind of what you're thinking? Like, yes, this, this is my opportunity. opportunity I, I remember about. I talked to him at Guyman. We had roped second partners some and had some success. Like, I had a lot of good chances. But I talked to him at Guyman. I said, said who, and, you know, the old school way, like how Clay Trine always told me, he said, don't actually ask him, like, you know, just just keep putting yourself out there, and yeah. if if you're good enough, like it's always was the headers will ask you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of the way it was for the healers. Like if you're good enough, the headers will ask you, and that's still. I mean, that's I've always had that way of thinking, and I sometimes think it's kind of hurt me at times mm-hmm. because there's been times I probably should have texted headers and be like, "Hey, man, who right. you got over here?" But I I've always just had that mindset of like, if you're roping good, the headers will ask you. Yep. that's how it was. So. I did. I told Kevin at Guyman, I said, hey, man, uh, I'm going to be down there this spring. Who are you roping with and who are you practicing with? He goes, well, I don't really have anybody to practice with. Because he was living here in Stephenville, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I said, he goes, I guess you can come over. I said, perfect. When you want. And it, I'd never spent a spring in Texas. Right. Like, I'd always went home where. Probably like after California. Yeah. I, I went back. to California, maybe go to Guyman, then yep. go home. Yeah. I'd leave Guyman, go home. Right. Like. So then I got my first Texas spring experience and I'm like, he goes, I'm going to start roping. Like I want to run the first year by six. I'm like, 
holy smokes like yeah. why like you know what i mean like why why are we doing that yeah yeah and, why, uh, why so early we learned that pretty fast though and it's 115 during the day or whatever right yeah like so but that was yeah get yeah. to start roping with with K kd i yeah. mean are you thinking this is your shot I was, I was, I went, I, I did. I instantly went, bought another heel horse. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm all in, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do whatever how, I need to and do. And how important is it to do that to kind of, because you're, you're how old right now or during this time, you're 20 something. 20, 22 maybe. Yeah. So you're a 22 year old kid, still pretty young. Yeah. KD's, he's a veteran. He's, yeah, I think he was 31. Right. 30 so or 31 at the yeah, time. Like he's yeah, made been it three around. times. Yeah, yeah. Like he's had some success. And you're this young kid that's, I don't want to say unproven, but I was pretty, you, no, I was unproven. You've far, you know? I've yet so, to do anything. Right. Like, and on so, paper, I got nothing. You have this tremendous opportunity. How important was it to go buy a horse and almost prove to him, like, hey, I'm all in and I'm for real? Like, I'm serious. Like, do you think that was a big deal? I, I mean, I personally, I do. Like, I, I wanted to show like, Hey man, I, I will do whatever this is going to take. Right. And I want, I want this to work. Like I want, I want roping to work. And I thought, you know, we wrote pretty good. I thought we wrote good together, of course. And I was like, man, I, yeah, I know I needed another horse. And so I instantly, as soon as I, I and maybe I should have did it before, but as soon as we started roping, I mean, it wasn't two days into it and I was calling people for horses. Yeah. Like I'd had some horses kind of picked out. One in particular, the one I I ended up buying, I was like, I kind of heard the guy wanted to sell him, or would sell him. It, right. I mean, so I was like, I'm I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Like, I drove to Montana and tried him. Right. So you guys started at Reno. Probably was your first rodeo. I'm guessing or somewhere yeah, around sister's there. Sisters Week. Yeah. Right yeah. before Reno. Right. I think a week and a half before that. So how did 2011 end up for you guys? I finished. I finished 18th in the world. Okay. Like, did he? What, what was he? Did he make the finals that year? No, he didn't either. So he was right outside. Yeah. Also, so <laughs> that, that's another deal that was kind of funny because, I mean, he's made the finals and just totally different perspectives. Yeah. He's made the finals three times at yeah. the time, and he missed it. And he was man, he was upset. Yeah, I'm he sure. was upset. But yeah. I'm like, I'm holy crap! I was 18. I'm smiling because yeah. I'm like, dude, this is I have a chance. Yeah, like now I know it's a realistic goal. Is yeah. that kind of what you were thinking? Like, yeah, because okay, it's now always I been know, on this like, pedestal of like, this is this it's NFR. So it's it's like it's so far up the mountain yeah. that you can't see the top. You can't no. even see it when you're at the bottom. Heck no, it's what I tell people. Like, you can't even see. You ever see those mountains that got the clouds on it, and there's they know there's that much mountain above it, but you that's just can't like. see any of it. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. Like, what you can it's only like. see to the clouds, right? And then you're like, I don't even know what it's like. I, I'm not even close because I haven't been yep. there yet. You exactly. Know? And so now you get to where, you know, metaphorically speaking, you're right underneath the clouds and you're just waiting to break through to see yeah. the top of the mountain. Exactly. And once you get to that point, though, then you realize, is it, you probably realize like, hey, like I can get to the top of this mountain now. Like this isn't impossible. No, it, it, it actually a dream turned into a reality of being like, I can do this. Yeah. And I, that, I know I can do this. And that's a whole, is that a whole mindset change once you realize that? It does. You approach everything different. And it's amazing how much harder you work when you realize your goal is achievable. Yeah. Like you will put so much more effort into it. Right. Because if, it, I mean, if you don't ever, if you don't ever see anything from it, it's hard. It's hard to wake up every day and keep working at it. Yeah. Like that's a tough deal. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that year, you know, let's, you know, the, the season ends in October one. Yeah. From there till January. What was that like? Because, you know, like you said, like it's a whole mindset. Like KD's probably upset 
He was, and yeah. Pissed they and didn't he should have been. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But you're over here, like, I'm going to just work my tail off and I know we can make it next year. You know, like, you're excited. I did. A, in I, a whole I different way than after, he is. Probably. After the end of the year, I went to the Wrangler finals because it's, I mean, well, it's just, that's what we do. Like, yep. You go to the Wrangler finals. And then as soon as I was done at the Wrangler finals, went to Texas. Yeah. Drove straight to Texas and I'm, I'm working at this. Yeah. And this is, they're not going to stop me next year. Like, right. I, I want, it was just a total mindset shift. Right. So then when you show up to Odessa the next year, it's a whole different whole different deal. Whole different deal. Now you know you're one of the guys. Yeah. Now you know, hey, I can hang with these guys. Now I just need to just do the little bit better than last year. Yep. Just a little bit better. And even I even had the mindset of like, well, if I could have just had a little bit better winner, I don't even think I missed it by that much. You know what right. I mean? But yeah. like that. Yeah, eighteenth. I mean, maybe five yeah. grand, maybe. It could have been, I mean, yeah, it could have been two remember. grand too, you know. Yeah. But um, so you're, you're thinking like, I just need to do a little bit better. Yeah. Just a little bit better. So 2012, what was that? You're like, man, it was too easy. It, too easy. Honestly, I, I, it's the only way to explain it. Like we didn't do any good at Odessa, didn't do any good at Denver. And we kind of had to talk about it. Like maybe we need to shift our practice sessions up a little bit to where it's like, maybe we need to start making our practice sessions a little harder. So we can go to these rodeos. They feel a lot easier. Something clicked because. We won third or fourth at Fort Worth, uh, made the short round at San Angelo, Tucson, and San Antonio all the same week. I think I ended up winning second at San Antonio. Uh, I think I ended up, I think I might have missed at Tucson, but we still ended up winning something. I think I won the first round too. And then at San Angelo, we, we won fourth or fifth there too, like. And then it just kept rolling. Like when I showed up at Reno, I was winning the world. Really? Yep. And you're 23 years old. 23 years old. Winning yep. the world. I was. I was. I showed up to Reno. I was winning the world. <laughs> never won the world. Never even. No, I'm never even come close. Like right, you know, kind of yeah. come close, but like right. Other I don't even know if I was one. ever in the fifth, top 15. Like, right. Because I mean, realistically, you see guys that get close, and then the next year, they you know they finish 17th, and then the next year they finish 35th. Yeah. And then next year they finish 40th. And then before you know it, like they're out of the top fifty, and like that yeah. was their one shot, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like it is weird, man. That it's like, like it that year either two makes or breaks ways. you. Exactly. Like it can, you can, you got a choice right here. It's going to go right or left. Which way are you going to go right here? Right. Exactly. So you show up to Reno, win in the world, never yeah. have made the NFR. No. You've got KD in front of you, which is a great header. Yeah. And I mean, now it's not about when, make just making the NFR anymore, is it? I mean, now you're 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 kind of thinking like, holy crap, like I need to be as high up in the standings when I make the final. But right? I didn't even think that. I was just roping. Like I literally was just roping. Like you're almost so naive to it. I that was. You didn't I know. was so, yeah, I was so just, yeah, dumb to it. Like, and did you, do you think that helped you? I had to have because I literally was just trying to catch the steer. Yeah. Like none of it mattered. I think that's crazy to me. Like, because to me, like I would think about it too much. If I was in that situation, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, okay, now, like, I'm number one in the world and I'm in Reno. Like, I have what an opportunity. Like, I need to be top five when I go into <laughs> NFR, or else, like, this is almost a bad year. You yeah, know? maybe like, I should have been thinking that, but I, I don't know. I just, just kind of kept roping. Right. It so, was, the summer, how did the summer go that year? It, man, it was just, it just kind of kept rolling. I think, I think he told me, because I, I still didn't have a clue. I didn't know how much it was going to take. I didn't know any of it. And we roped at Cheyenne. And it was the next week. He goes, "But well, man, I think we got enough money. One, I think you're in already." Yeah. So after a week after Cheyenne, I still have three months, two months of rodeo yeah, on left. Two full months of rodeo. The Northwest on. hasn't even started yet. Right. And I'm you're like, probably at, like your rodeo counts probably at like uh, 
45 yeah, probably or 50. 40, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. 40, you know? Yeah. It probably will, honestly, yeah. Maybe 45 at the most. And, and you got, probably had what, like 60,000 won at this point? I think 60 or 65, something yeah. like that. Like, but I mean, it was I, enough. enough to, he was like, he's like, man, I, I mean, I think we're in. Yeah. We could maybe not win another dollar the rest of the year and we're still going to be make the finals. So, what was that like whenever he told you that? Oh, it was the coolest feeling in the world, but still, it didn't sink in. Like, it still it was, was like a, just a dream. Like, you're still just yeah, kind of like, it's just a thought of like, man, yeah, you made it. That's awesome. But it's yeah. not a, it didn't sink in. It really didn't. Right. Like, I honestly think the first time it sank in is when I pulled into Vegas. Really? Yeah. I'll be dang. And so, because it's just all team roping up till then. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's nothing different. It's it nothing isn't. Different it's just than, team roping. Yeah. Like, but then when you show up and you're putting your horse up at the Thomas Max, and then and like you look up and they're like, oh my gosh, there it is right there. Yeah. The break in yeah. was the worst. Was not the worst. It was the coolest experience ever. Cause I remember walking through the alley, got my rope, my horse, you know, I'm going in. Right. And they open them yellow gates and yeah. it says Wrangler NFR on the front. And you're like, oh crap. Like, oh, this is this true. This is real. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. That was. That was probably the coolest feeling roping wise I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Um, what did you go in that year? I think I was fourth. Fourth in the world. Yeah. So is there is there more pressure on you going in that high? Because a lot of people don't go in that high their first time. A lot of times, guys first time making it far, it's like, well, I went in 13th. <laughs> or I went in, you know, like if you go in top 10 first time, like that's really good yeah because a lot of people squeak in their first time you didn't you were you had it made after cheyenne you know what yeah. i mean like so was there like was there a sense of pressure like when does this kind of start to feel real because you know like you just said like you were so naive to everything before this like i think i was still the same way though like there was no like there was no expectancy on it right you know i mean like you're I'm, just out here I, roping I'm having just fun. out here having a great time yeah like, living the dream yeah i mean and now the NFR to me was like I, now I got to make now I got a chance to make real money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that that kind of turned into that where I was like I didn't even think about the gold buckle. Right, I wasn't even like that. Never even maybe I should have thought about it more looking back on it. But it was all about man. I just I want to make as much money as I can right here. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. And you guys had a really good NFR if I remember right, didn't you? Yeah, I think we won second in the average, yeah. placed in some rounds and stuff. But it, I, mean, I mean, like you finished like top three or four. I in think the world. I stayed fourth. The whole, the whole time, time. yeah. <laughs> really so you do. didn't gain yeah. no ground, but you didn't lose no, no. ground either. But uh, do you remember how much you won at the finals that year? Yeah, I think it was right at seventy thousand, which is before the. This is back when it paid rounds 17, paid seventeen thousand yeah. a night, right? Yeah, so seventy grand a week is like equivalent to like $120,000 a week. So, now. Yeah, I I, re- I remember walking around, which is this is all also a new experience, like. People are walking around like the whole goal was you wanted to outwin the allowance they gave you because they give you like fourteen thousand dollars, but you don't actually get money until you don't actually make money until you get past that fourteen thousand dollars. Right. I mean, so that was like yeah. to me that was the most pressure of the week. Getting like, over fourteen. Yeah, right? I want to win over fourteen thousand dollars because I actually get to keep this money now. Yeah. Like yeah, this isn't just the stuff you gave me. I'm actually going home with something. Right. Yeah. So that breaking in the steers. Is that kind of that's when it started to seem real? Yeah, yeah. What's it like? Two questions. What's it like running the first year, and what's it like riding in there for the grand entry the very first night? Running the first one of the rodeo, or the yeah, uh, the first one at the rodeo. So the grand entry, I was was a rush because before you go in there and 
you know, you break the steers in, it's pretty empty like this. Well, then they bring the flags in and stuff like this. And when you go in, it's packed. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever watched Perf in there, but they like Montana. Oh, yeah. Like the crowd goes loud for Montana. And I yeah. got to carry the flag. Like Even it better. was. Yeah. So I come rolling in. It was, I was nervous for that. And <laughs> don't but, get bucked off. Don't fall no, off. Don't yeah, drop like, the don't, flag. Don't mess this one up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then don't but, be that guy. But uh, by the time I roped the steer, I was pretty dialed in. Like all of that, it kind of wore off. And right. then it just kind of turned into team roping again. again. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've never been to the NFR, but the year I got to go out there with Wesley, I sat right behind the shoots. And that's a, I've, I've been in the Thomas and Mac and watched several perfs. Yeah. And it still, it, it looks different than it does on TV, but it still looks relatively easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the runs look, like whenever a guy goes and he's four two, you're like, man, that was a good run. Yeah. And then when they go in their three seven, you're like, oh man, that was a really good run. <laughs> that was a good run. <laughs> but then when you set in the tunnel right behind the boxes, I mean, I'm from 15 feet behind the heel box watching yeah. it, and it's like, oh my goodness, like mm-hmm. this is nothing comparable to what it looks like on TV or anything. No, the steers on TV are deceiving. Very. Because you're like they're leaving you. They look so easy on TV. Yeah. Like you watch them, you're like. Dude, how are you guys missing these things? But yeah. they are. They're trying to get away from you the whole time. Yeah. If and the you, arena is tiny. Yep. If you give in your position or anything at all, it's you makes it really hard on yourself. Yeah. So, right, like waiting in the tunnel, what was that like the first night? I mean, are you nervous? Yeah, because you can't swing your rope. And I'm yeah. trying to swing my rope. I, <laughs> I think I hit it. I hit it on the wall. Try almost, not to wrap it around your head. Almost knocked my hat off. Like, right. I, I just, I feel like I need to swing my rope. And yeah. I can't swing my rope. And I'm stuck in this tunnel. It's it's like, I mean, it's yeah, as people, wide as this table. Yeah, I got I mean, people like, ahead of me. Like, I'm looking behind me. Like, maybe I can back out and swing it. And there's three guys behind me looking at yeah. me like, like you're in, no, you're in yeah, this you're, thing. There's only one way to go. And it's yeah. to the box. <laughs> it's, it's like you're part of the toothpaste you know what i mean like you're yeah. you're on your way out like yeah. you're coming out yeah there's no going back yeah so are the nerves like i mean are they kicking in or is it oh is yeah it bad nerves is it what was it like oh it was excitement man yeah i mean it's your dream come true yeah it was uh what'd you do on your first one? <sighs> i think we placed but i don't think we were very fast right like it was one of those rounds just just we just went and knocked the steer down like we were mid to long five. Yep. One money. Yeah. Just maybe four. Maybe last. I think we might have won last. No, yeah. But still. But still, it's like deep breath afterwards. And yeah. Like, then it's like, oh, it's okay. I caught the first <laughs> you know one. Like, I mean? Yeah. If if I don't catch another one this week, at least I caught the first one. Yeah, right. Like yeah, so I mean, at least I got started off on an okay foot. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a good year in 2012. Make the NFR. Finish fourth in the world. Win seventy thousand. Probably the most you've ever won in your life at that oh, point, right? Yeah. Like uh, ways. I mean, and everybody thinks, oh, you won 70000 at the end of the year. Like, that's great, but you're not rich by no means. No, you feel like it. You, you think you're you not. You're right. But you, what you don't realize is coming yeah. is coming. Yeah. And, and it happened to you. It did. It did. I thought, man, you make it once. I got it. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're just, you're never not going to make it. It's so easy. Yeah. Like, and then 2013 hit, and we were having, Man, we had a rough, kind of had a rough winter, just couldn't get things going. Well, then we won Austin, kind of caught us back up. And then roped okay in the spring, kind of was still a ways behind. And we actually won Reno that year. And then like the summer just felt like it was just hit and miss. Like I hung between 13th and 18th 
the whole year. Oh, you're long. Yeah. Like one week I'm in, one week I'm out. You know, what I mean, just it's going either way, and it's gonna. You can just tell at the end of it, it's gonna end up either you're gonna be just in or you're gonna be just out. Right. And I ended up just out. I think I finished 18th again. 18th. So it's kind of like the mind shit, mind set shift. Yeah, that's hard to say. Uh, you know, you uh, the year before you you finish 18th, before you make the NFR. Yeah, you're you're pumped. Oh, you're man. thinking this is awesome. There's no holding me back at that point. Now you make the NFR, have a good NFR, and then you are 18th again. <sighs> yeah. And now what's what's that feeling like? It's it's different than it was the first a, time. Yeah, it was a it was a bummer, man. I was like, once they have the NFR and you make it, they can't have it without you. Right. I've had, and I, you realize how important it is to make it then. Yeah. Because you're like, oh my gosh, I won seventy thousand at the end of the year. While oh, I know the guy that won fifteen hundred less dollars in the regular season that didn't make it, yeah, didn't have that chance. I actually, think that year uh, was that the year Colin missed, missed it by two. Yeah, two two dollars. I think two dollars. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like they. I remember they counted like Dude, his change was, from his stuff because exactly. like yeah. it was that close. Exactly. And so, bad. I mean, that's just a. What what was that like? I mean, that process because what what people don't realize is from 2012 to 2018 you didn't make it. No, not once. Didn't even come. I come close in 13, and I come close in 17. But there was 14, 15, 16. I didn't. I, people didn't even know I was entered. It was. I don't. I went through some. I went through some stuff. Healing changed, and I didn't. I guess would be the biggest thing. Is I. I mean, I, I didn't really realize how much the mental game plays into effect on this. Right. I mean, I just I was just roping. Like, I thought, as long as I rope, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to yeah. make it. Like, I think team roping progressed in those couple years, and it took me – I kind of just stayed where I was. I stayed very stagnant. Hill horses kind of, like, they were good, but they weren't great. You know what I mean? I thought I thought they were good enough, but – I kind of battled that a little bit, which was something. And then just, I wasn't roping fast enough, man. I was too slow. Yeah. Like I was a, and a that's hopper, a, hard pill a to hop swallow and a half behind. As a healer. Hey, I, I, break, I had to have Jake Long tell me this. I mean, he's one of my best friends, whatever. Like I, I'd ask him, he finally told me, he goes, dude, you suck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like in Not the nicest, hear, well, like but, in the nicest mm-hmm. way you can say this, like, dude, you suck right now. Yeah. Like, like this isn't this isn't ever gonna work. Something has to change. Right. I'm like, okay. Like, and I man, I prayed over and over and over for like what it was gonna take for me to change to do that. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, asking over and over. And I kept hearing this thing, like, you you gotta throw faster, you gotta throw faster. But I fought it. Like, I'm like, no, yeah. surely not, man. I mean, I've done it before this way. Surely I can do it again. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be all right. Right. Because yeah. I think. I'm only three years younger than you, four years younger than you, whatever. But like our generation grew up, and I think you probably was the same way. Like you grew up having, you learned to catch every steer. Catch just you catch, catch cow. every steer. If you don't catch the cow, you cannot win. Exactly. That was burned in my well, head since I was a kid. Back in the day when I, when I first started rodeoing, there was guys that threw fast, but they didn't catch very much. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, and I, I say that they caught quite a bit, but they not they compared didn't catch to as, as as much as a lot of guys did. No. It was either you threw fast and you caught a few, or you caught them all, but you made sure you caught them all. Right, and you was a little bit slower. I was too slow. Like, and all of a sudden in that transition, 
all of a sudden, them guys that threw fast learned how to catch them all. Right. Or almost as a lot of them. They were catching very close to the same amount as the as guys that as caught much, all of them. I mean, they know? were catching as many as I was, and they were doing it a hop or a hop and a, you know, two hops faster than I was. Right. Like, they're just like, this ain't going to work, man. And that's a tough pill to swallow. Dude, I mean, it was so hard. I mean, I. To go from thinking at one time, you're like, man, I, I'm good enough. Like, I can, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm there. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like, dude, you're not there, man. You're, like the game almost passed you by. It did. It ran by me, and just, I stayed where I was. And you didn't realize it until it was probably like two years too late, probably. It was 2016 before I really, like I made the transition. I think it was the fall of 16. I did. I said, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the plunge. Like I, I have nothing to lose. Like I was it about, can't get worse than this, I was, right? I, I like, was about I mean, to quit. I was yeah. looking at things I could do with my life. I was like, man, surely I can figure something out. Like, Surely there's something out there for me that's not team roping. Right. Like I was trying to, I was, I mean, borderline thinking other lifestyles. Right. So I'm like, well, I got one less chance. Let's try this. I'm going to try throwing fast. And day one of that went really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it was, I was still living at Clay's house and I, I was, I'm going to do it. And it was actually kind of funny because they were fast back, come to make a video of him and <laughs> he was going to have me heal for him. It was so bad they left. Really? Well, because I told myself, I was like, I have to do this. Like, I yeah. have, this is something I have to do. I picked this day, you know, I, and I told Clay, I said, if I don't throw by the second hop, turn the steer loose. I don't, just don't even pull it. I don't yeah. even want it. I don't want to deal with it. So I did. I threw as fast as I could every time and I caught almost none of them. You know, I missed so many steers. It yeah. was so, such a heartbreak because I thought I'm going to change this and I, day one, it's going to happen. Like, right. Like it'll click. Well, I'm just going to start throwing faster, but I'm going to catch yeah. them all. It's right. just easier. That didn't happen. It didn't work. No, that didn't happen. So how long was that process to get to where like, because I, I mean, even myself, like, I mean, I'm a nine plus and whenever I try to change things, like you regress. You go back, man. It takes time. It doesn't matter. It, it like, takes time. I mean, yeah, and it so takes time. What do the people tell you? One step hump. back, two steps forward, or something exactly. like that? Like, yeah, and it's yeah. that's true. It is. Even at, even you're a 10 healer. You've made the finals. You're one of the, you're probably re- thought of and regarded as one of the up and coming healers. Yeah. You know, that year you made the finals and then it's like, well, he didn't make it, but you know, whatever. And then it kind of just went downhill fast on you. Yeah, way downhill. And, and now it's like. Steep hill. Yeah, and now it's like, whoa, like how do I even get back to that spot? Is that kind of what thought of what you, what, what went through your mind? I mean, obviously you knew the problem, you knew the problem was not, you don't throw fast enough. Yeah. And so a lot of it, like at least we can fix the problem. We just have to execute it. But there's still those demons fighting you of like, yeah, but exactly. still, man, I mean, yeah, are, that's you, exactly, yeah. are you ever going to get back to that spot again? Right. And then, well, that, it took me, man, that's all I worked on for a while. And then 2017 was kind of, a, I want to call it a little bit of a turnaround a year for me. I finished, I think I finished in the top 20 again. Like right. I, I gave myself hope. Yeah. It come down to the last week. If I'd have had a good week last week, I could have made the NFR. Yeah. And that, that kind of gave me that glimmer of hope again. Yeah. And, uh, but I did, I couldn't, man, I, if you don't throw very fast, you have a hard time finding partners. You really do, man. Yeah, it's that's true. That I battled the horse deal. I battled the partner deal. I battled all of it, man. I battled like if you if you're not like if you're too slow, man. You 
it's a chain reaction on what comes it's, with it. It's hard to find people that want to work up with you. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm like, well, I, I can catch them all. They're like, sweet. That's I still want to win. Like, yeah, yeah. You know that I mean? doesn't do no good when we yeah. win. I don't want to run and it pays ten. Exactly. I don't want to just rodeo, but uh, right. Yeah, that that's that's kind of when uh, I was in a transition spot with partners. Couldn't find nobody, and once again, Jake Long stepped in. He goes, "Hey, I think you should call Brenton Hall." I was like, "Who's that?" <laughs> he goes, he's like it was this kid from oklahoma you know the kid yeah. that wears the tight wranglers where heads on the paint yeah and he's like eight, 17 I'm like, he's like seven feet tall. I, said, I said the kid's 18 i said he looks 12 yeah you know what i mean and he goes no he's 18 i said well, does he want a rodeo i don't know might as well ask him he goes i think he'd be a good run for the winter the guy he reaches every time like, right perfect so i called him so b- before this britain is Brenton was known around Oklahoma. I knew who Brenton was then. Yeah. Because he wrote good. I'd seen him at World Series ropings. But right. I, and he had won he good could at the walk World Series me. finals, I, I think. He like, could have walked by me and I couldn't have told you his name. Right. I was like, no, I was just a skinny jean kid on the paint. Right, yeah. Who does like to reach. And, and you're standing there as an NFR qualifier and you're about to ask this guy to rope. Yeah. He and, was still on his permit. Right. And, yeah. the, and if I remember right, this was in the middle of the year? No, we started the year off. Started, Odessa was oh, our first right. one. Okay, that's yeah. right. So he turned, I think he turned 18 that summer of 17 and he circuit rodeoed for part of it. Right. But we didn't start rope until Odessa. But here you are as an NFR qualifier asking an unproven 18 year old kid. He was probably what a seven elite. Header? Yeah, maybe. I maybe, don't know. Maybe I, even a seven. I don't know for sure. I know. Yeah, he might have been because I know he would hang around and rope in the 15s and 14s and stuff after right. the open yeah. roping. Yeah. So, and, and here you are. NFR guy, and I'm asking this guy, exactly. are you thinking like, and what am I doing? Like am I 28 crazy? at the time? Because yeah. you're taking a huge risk on an 18 year old kid. Yeah, I'm, I'd never seen the kid rope much. And a couple World Series rope. Are you thinking like, this is kind of my last real shot at it? Is, it was. Did it that much, go through your mind any or no? Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, man, I mean, if this doesn't work out, like I'm gonna go get a job and I'm figure, figure out something, something out. with yeah. my life because rodeo is just not working. It was miserable. Right. It really was, man. Rodeoing for that four or five years was miserable. It's no fun. It isn't. I mean, anybody that's out, this is a grueling, grueling sport. Yeah. And if you're not winning, it sucks. Yeah. And that's what people, we talked about this before we got started, but people don't understand that side of it. You know, like everybody sees, <laughs> oh yeah, Chase Tryon made the NFR the last three or four years of Brenton and they did great and this, that, and the other, but they don't know about this, the, four or five years that you went through between 2013 to 2018 where I don't know how to put your it your life sucked it was a living hell is what it, it was yeah it's, it really was and you can you can ruin your life team roping 100% you literally can and yeah. I, I mean I've seen people do it I've come close to doing it myself like it I can know, turn into like a gambling addiction I exactly like. yeah and and until like I completely last summer just stepped off the hamster wheel and was just like I am not entering no not doing it like until you do that, like it just sucks you in because if you don't enter, well then I can't win, and that's the only way I know yeah. how to make money. And then it's like the the financial side of it is such a burden because it costs so much to rodeo, and I think that's what makes your life a living hill too. I t- I think I I think the biggest turning point in my life was the day I stood in front of a mirror and told my and was real with myself. Yeah. I think I think I just lied to myself enough about like, man, you still rope good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you rope. Like, yeah, you rope. You rope good, man. Like, you do. And I did rope good, but I didn't rope near as good as I needed to rope. Like, do you think there was a small part of you that was clinging on to 
2012 and how easy it was that year. They're like, oh, oh I it worked so good for me in 2012. Why is it not That's working That's why I now? didn't want to give up throwing fast because I'm like, dude, look how much I won this year. Surely it hasn't changed that like, much. Like, surely it wasn't just a one-time deal. Yeah, surely it hasn't, Surely team roping hasn't changed that much from then till now. Well, right. it did. Yeah. And I didn't. And yeah, it just... It exposed you, really. Oh, big time. And it was... It was a hard learning curve, but you you take a shot on Brenton. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's crazy to me. Like, you, this is your last chance, and you're like, I'm gonna take a chance on a tall, skinny kid from Oklahoma that's 18 that rides a paint, riding a paint. And like, what's my odds? What 30, my he, I don't odds even know. He's probably got 38 inch jeans, you know, shooting <laughs> 24 38s or whatever yeah. he wore at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And this is this is the guy I'm gonna take my last chance on. Yeah, is what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean that's and that's what it had gotten to. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, but and that um, that took a lot of time, man. We we and him did not win for a while. Really, it took us till we started roping in January. <sighs> it took us till middle of March to fill his permit. His first pro rodeo on his card was Logandale, Nevada. Wow, that yeah. was his first. The California run was his first time he got to actually have points towards the standings. Yep, I think we won. I don't remember. We made a made a good run on the steer at Oakdale, won like sixteen hundred. That was his first first PRCA earnings. Check. Yeah, I'll yep. be dang. And so you guys rodeo that year. You made the finals, and he didn't. Yeah, he Is that en- right? he ended up missing it by I think like eight or ten thousand. Because that was the year you roped with Bubba mm-hmm. at the finals. We did lo- we did make the Canadian finals though, which helped a lot. That's right. I forgot about that. So we went up there, and I actually think that's where, I think that's what changed Brenton's heading was up there. Yeah. Like, he learned that what he does is good enough. Just so slow down and turn the steer. What did you learn? Because it's kind of a funny dynamic how teams get partnered together. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you were, what, probably 28 or 9? Oh, yeah. No, when I you guys started I'm, roping together? Yeah, you and I think I was. I think I'm... T- yeah. So it was kind of almost like role reversal, like when you and KD roped together. You oh, know, like no. now, like you're in KD's shoes where a you probably did bit. the entering and you probably did all the planning. I, I, and the, I did all the entering. I go, Brent, you want to go here? Said, Where's what state's that in? Yeah. Like, he's like, You, you, you want to go to Casper? And he's like, Is that in Montana? And you're like, mm-hmm. No, that's in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was. I think we might have went with like Sisters, Oregon or something. And he goes, I go, Do you want to go to Sisters? State's that in. He's like, It's in Oregon. Seems like a long way. It is. Yeah, I'll go. Like, yeah, no one gonna turn, but he, right, you know, he, sh- he shouldn't have known nothing. He's 18 years old. Yeah. So, how did you go about entering that year knowing you're roping with a rookie? Because roping with a rookie healer is a lot different than roping with a rookie header. Man, it was can like I said, I think Canada saved us. It gave us, not saved us, but I think it's what really helped us out as a team because. He was, it felt like Brent was still trying to find his identity. Right. Like he's reaching and he's got, you know, this dude's got more talent than, I mean, yeah, than needed by anybody. Right. And like he knows he has it. Like heading is too easy for him sometimes. Yeah. So you're trying shots that may be like, hey man, like one more swing right here. We so just we go, catch a cow and get paid. Yeah. Like we go up to Canada and we just start, we just start catching the steer and almost our, like our run was fast enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it, 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 turned into then we went from there went down to reno won the second round and that from then on like he just he turned it on was that kind of when you think it maybe clicked for him was like yeah because we won 20 i think we won twenty five thousand over the fourth wow he just turned steer after steer after steer yeah and you're thinking like holy crap this is actually working 
holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may not have to go get a job this yeah, fall. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah that's how, exactly. I was like, yeah, it was, yeah. So the summer goes pretty good for you guys. Yeah, it did. I mean, because I mean, he came really close to making it. Well, that's what, his first pro rodeo was in April, and it come down to if we do good at Pialup or uh, what's the Pendleton. He's got like we do good at either of these. He's got a really good shot. He's gonna make the NFR. Yeah, probably gonna make it. Like right, those rodeos pay good enough. If they pay good enough, and yeah. the way it would have unfolded that, like if we if we have a decent hit at either of them, he's probably gonna make it. Right. So you hit the end of the year, you make it, and he doesn't. What is that feeling like? Like, well, I accomplished my goal, but my partner didn't get to come with me. Because you, you did rope with him all year. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean. Because he legitimately, I mean, did you have any earnings with somebody else? Yeah, that I year? won some at the circuit finals and okay. stuff. I did, I did good at the circuit finals, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it was one of those... Uh, I mean, he felt, I, I think he, like, he told me, he goes, man, I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah, got me there. And I think he felt like I did that year with KD. Like, yeah. like dude, I got a chance now, man. Yeah. Like, I got a good chance I can make this work. Right. You know, I think, and he was on that side. Yeah, the thought of, plus, as soon as we got done with the year, it was like, man, we start getting ready for the Canadian finals. Right. Yeah. So that kind of took over. Getting so something that, to look forward to a little bit. I think I did. I And I, as soon as we got home, I bought 10. 10 hard running steers because I'm like surely the Canadian finals was hard but I didn't know they roped the same steers they roped all summer like they're just loping yeah and I we'd been practicing on stuff on that runners. was just r- trying to outrun us <laughs> yeah they were really good NFR practice but not Canadian finals practice yeah but that kind of that kind of occupied him and then he helped me get ready for the NFR and then by that time it was you know time to start over let's do it again right so you rope with Bubba there that year. You guys had a good NFR. You won over a hundred thousand, if I remember right, yes, didn't sir. you? I think so, yeah. And so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's hard because like you want to win that with Brenton because you're open with him next year. You know what I mean? And like financially, that's a huge boost for you. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, hey, we can fly to Denver short round if we need to. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, dude, like we got to drive because I don't have that money, man. Yeah, exactly. And so like that dynamic is is. It's not weird, but it's like it's hard to navigate. It's man. Yeah, and so, what was that like roping the next year and like getting Brenton over the hump to get him in and rope with him at the NFR? Uh man, it was it was one of those things though. Like we both kind of only had one horse, so like that changed up a lot of things. Like yeah. we don't just I'm not just gonna send horses and send horses over here and stuff like this. Like we didn't we tried to like we we're gonna drive, we we're gonna ride our own horses. That was another thing I've always had the mindset of like I I don't love mounting out. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a really a lot of really nice horses, but I I want to be on something of mine yeah. every time I go somewhere. Yeah. That's my main goal. So I kind I've kind of always been that way and I think Brenton kind of feels that way of like well if I have the choice I want to ride my own horse. Right. You know what I mean? So we kind of entered it around that way. But I don't know, I just I was shifting my mindset of like I just always kept telling Brenton man just keep your head down turn steers. Right. I said, don't, I mean, everybody has their own way of handling stuff, but that's, I, I just kind of always instead of like, man, just, you can't do anything with the stuff around you. Like, just keep your head down, turn steers. Yeah. And he did good. Yeah. Like, you guys went in, in 19 top. I don't know. The top, 
I mean, top 15, I know that. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I, it wasn't at the bottom, if I remember correctly. No, I think we had it made a few weeks before the season was over. Yeah. I was like, wanting to, th- I remember seeing you guys at like Br- uh, Bremerton that year, and you had it made already, I think. Pretty at that close. Point. Yeah. And, and it was, was kind of like, okay, like we can kind of <laughs> just enjoy these last few yeah. weeks. Like we're, cr- we're probably for sure in yeah. type of deal. Let's and have then, fun and rope for a while. Exactly. And then you show up to the NFR and have a really good finals. Man, he, yeah. He headed so good that week. Yeah. Wow. And it comes down to the 10th round. You guys have got a legitimate shot to win the world. Yeah. I think if I would have kept your feet, I think I'd have won it. I'm pretty sure. Did he did, hit you a horn on the steer? Yeah, he did. On the last one? No, it was, was like that round. Like, I don't even know what round it was. Because it was, it was looking like it was kind of your guys's to win, really. And then he hickeys a horn and it's kind of like, oh, that opened the door for everybody else. Or yeah, maybe kind of put then you comes, guys back right with but everybody then he come else back and then and he turned right back and turned. Oh, yeah. Turned two or three really good ones and, and then he comes down the last one. And man, Steer kind of, Steer was pretty, Steer was slow. He was slow. And he stepped into Brenton a little bit. And I healed him. I actually had a picture of when I'm pulling my slack, I have my horse, I have my rein and not my rope. I lost a leg. Kind of a bummer. Really a bummer. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, a bummer. Yeah, it is a, <laughs> I mean, is a big bummer. Looking back I on mean, it, I was like, oh, I'd rather had that been the rope than yeah, the reins. If you could have it your way, it would be the rope in your yeah, hand, not your reins. Instead of my rein. Yeah. Um, big bummer. Yeah. For, but still happy because I I mean, we just won. It was a you weird. You won like a hundred and some thousand, right? I think I won 145. Like, wow. That's what, like, it was a, it was a weird feeling because I'm, I'm bummed I didn't win the gold buckle. But at the same time, I'm like, man, you just won. More, more money than money you've ever seen in your life, probably. ever. Like, yeah. Like, is man. it one of them deals where, like, man, I'm really sad that I didn't win a gold buckle, and then you log on to your bank intro and that you look did, at your bank statement. Honestly, and you're the like, gold oh, buckle didn't a- even sink in because right. I mean, my mom did a good job. She texted me as soon as she goes. She said, "You still won the average. You still placed in the last round." She goes, "They just put your numbers up. This is what you won." Yeah. I was like, that, "I mean, that's that made me feel pretty good." You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. And you guys. Was reserve world champs? That was that <sighs> yeah, I don't even remember. I guess if you don't win it, no one really remembers. Yeah, nobody anyways. really cares who was no. reserve world champion that year. But no. you still had just like it's kind of a bittersweet feeling. You it know? really was. Yeah, I mean, it had to have been for you guys. Yeah. What did Brenton think of that? I mean, as his first trip to the I don't floor, know if he you know knew I mean? anything different. Man. Yeah, like he, like we just he go, might have been as naive as you were. We your just first go and trip. win money. That's what we do. Yeah, you know, we just show up and I turn steers. We win a lot of money. Right. Like, exactly. That's, what, that's all we do. Yeah. So, you make it in Texas in 2020. Yeah. What was that? I don't remember how you guys did that year. Not great. I won, we won one round and placed in another one, placed in the first round. And it was, I don't know, it just it felt really hard that year. Yeah. Like, the arena was big. Runs were setting up different. It felt uh, like this, the steers were very difficult to heal because... The arena was so set up big different. and strong. And then it was like, it was set up with the left wall. Like it was almost impossible to keep the cow's head. It for was, the header. Like it was the way so it, weird. Uh, like it, you almost wish your header would have took another swing yeah. to just put it more out in the middle of the arena. Right. That's the weirdest thing in the world to say, to think like, yeah, just wish my header would turn them a little bit slower. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, you've never said that forever. Never once, and I'll never say yeah. it again. But right. that, like that setup at it that was... time, it felt like it's like, dude, if they can just be a little bit further out there, there's more room to make the run yeah. happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that. Do you remember how much you guys won that year? I don't even remember. Probably forty some thousand. Yeah. 
Which is still, I mean, which is still awesome. Which is crazy because COVID. But, I mean, as bad as it felt and as bad as it was, I think COVID year, I think we won forty four thousand to make the NFR. Right. I think I doubled it there. Like, yeah. So in perspective, it was for the year. It wasn't bad, but right when you're there and in the moment, it was terrible. Yeah. And and whenever you won one hundred forty last year. Yeah, exactly. And then you won forty this year. Because so like, that's supposed to happen every time you go. That's what you think. I'm well, sure yeah, as soon as you win the uh, yeah. that year, you know, it's 140 grand in your pocket. The worst thinking. is because it feels so easy to do it. When you get right. tapped like, off, you're like, this oh, is why simple. Did, why does everybody not win 150,000? Yeah, I can't account? believe these guys are having trouble. Yeah. But yeah. fast forward to this last NFR. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, I'll talk about it. <laughs> it didn't, man. It was, I mean, it just, it's it, an experience, it was, man. Uh, the worst part of it is I had COVID. The whole time. Really? Didn't realize it. Didn't know it. I got I got sick about round seven. Really? Yeah. I was really wishing they'd test. Yeah. Let's go home. <laughs> you, let I, me collect my COVID check. Just and please. Let me get just out give here. me something I want out, man. Yeah. Like I felt like crap. Because I remember being out there that year in 2018 and like round 10, half the guys are ready to go home and the other half are let's run 10 more. Yeah, like, I don't want this to end. Like, let's keep this party going, Exactly. Man. And so, it being on, you were you were at the highest of highs of it. Other yeah. than you keep that leg, you want to go buckle. That yeah. is the highest of highs. But It really couldn't have got a whole lot better. Right, exactly. And then, fast forward two years, and <sighs> I mean, did... At round seven, if they'd have let me... Check if, out, you'd have done. Yeah, like, hey, we'll give you 5000 for the rest of the week. You guys can head out. And it, it's it's a weird feeling because it's you have to keep showing up. Yeah. Because every night pays twenty seven thousand dollars. Yeah. You have to keep going back. You know, I mean, even if you have a terrible week and you win round ten, that's twenty seven thousand dollars. Like right. that's a lot of money. Yeah, you go to the jackpot and win twenty seven grand, you're pumped. You go anywhere and win twenty seven thousand. You feel like you've had a good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and you're you exactly did have right. you did have a good day. Like, yeah. That's a good day anywhere else. You're right. So you have to show up for 10 nights, no matter how good or how bad it's going. And you have to, you have to be there, man. Mentally, what does that do? I mean, I mean, what was that week like? I mean, I know you had COVID, so. It's a mental butt kicking. Like it literally just, it beats you down. Yeah. I mean, it just wears on you. Cause is it at the point where like you almost dread the perf coming that night? A little bit. I mean, you don't ever expect bad things to happen, but it's almost like it hits a point where it's like, okay, now what? You know what I mean? Like, what else could go wrong? Yeah, and I think, I I mean, was it round seven? Brenton's horse has an abscess. He can't walk. <laughs> and you're like, really? Brenton leads, <laughs> him out, Brenton leads him out of the stall, and he's just packing a leg. And he right. goes, dude, <laughs> like, this ain't good. <laughs> yeah, you know what, what I mean? are we going to do now? Yeah, like, well, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, he's, I was like, I know it's a lot of money. I said, but, you know, like, this is this is a career right here that you're sitting on. You don't. Yeah, this ain't this couple runs ain't gonna be it is is minuscule compared exactly to for what this horse what this is horse gonna, is worth yeah exactly and what he's gonna do for the rest of his life you can't right like, you can't do that yeah and so I mean that was what did you guys win <sighs> not very much five thousand I was gonna say I don't I remember. didn't get skunked so I do know that right yeah yeah it's so, so funny how does that work because like. They automatically add what, like ten or fifteen, ten thousand. Yeah, they give you when you they give you ten grand, and then I think we actually won. I think whatever last and around paid. I think that's what we ended up winning. 
It was. So did you get to keep the ten thousand, or did you have? Yeah, to no. This back? time they actually give it to you now. They do. Yeah, and you so, give it, and you don't have to. Uh, like it's just yours now. They changed right. that up. They gave you less, but it's you like get a bonus. Keep it. Like yeah. here, you made the NFR. Here's your ten grand bonus. Yeah, this is yours. Exactly. Gotcha. Which, if you buy tickets, they take it out of your tickets. So it's okay. really. So you need to make it back out of people. Right. <laughs> You gotta ask you're, people for you're money. You're going back to your mom and dad, being like, "Hey, can you pay me two hundred for that also, ticket tonight?" Like, also, like, "Hey, let's charge a little more for these tickets because yeah. it ain't been going real well." Yeah, so let's. Yeah, we're yeah. not just giving them away like it's yeah. candy. Exactly. No, we're gonna, they're not cheap. They're high tickets <laughs> yeah. now. They are. They're going up. Yeah, man, that's just it's. It was I, an experience, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't because you show up and and I know what people's like. I remember being back there in the warm up tent before round one and everybody is so excited everybody's living on that dream of man we're fixing when 200 grand Bob, and we're here. gonna have a gold buckle and That's our right. lives are about to change 15 teams and then you hit nine days later and half the people back there or don't want to speak they don't want to talk to you they barely warm their horse up it's like the 10th round is even better because everybody's trying to get their rigs moved around so as soon as they're done team yeah, roping we're out i mean this is the nfr yeah and if as soon as the team ropen's done, they're out before 10. the calf ropen starts. Oh yeah, I remember. Or uh, I think it was. Uh, you can watch. Yeah, if you left, you could watch part of the saddle bronc riding on your phone. Yeah. If you had all your stuff ready and you just, you know, we're gonna rope. And go. I'm gonna load my horse and I'm out. You yeah. could watch part of the saddle bronc riding on your phone as you're headed, as you're driving up the mountain out, out yep, of Vegas. As you're getting out of here, <laughs> you're getting the heck out of Vegas. Your dream come true. Yeah, and you're out of there by round ten by the saddle bronc riding. Yeah, that's. <laughs> So mentally, like, how do you overcome that? How do you overcome that year? I mean, because it's almost to a point where it's like, do you just laugh it off? Like, where this is almost like it it's did, not funny, but it's just it like, did, though. It what got else to, could go that's wrong? What it, said. So, it got to the point of like, all right, what's next? Right. You know what I mean? And like, let me just get my teeth kicked in and like, let's just get this over with. Yeah. I'm a big believer in perseverance. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep showing up. Right. And I'm going to give it everything I got every time. Yeah. I mean, I'm to. You're gonna have to fight a bunch of mental stuff. You're gonna have to fight a bunch of physical stuff. You know what I mean? It's gonna and they're just gonna keep coming after you. But yeah. I'm not giving up. Right. I'm gonna keep showing up and I'm gonna try my hardest every time. Yeah. So roping for a living in 2022. For the people that <laughs> don't live around Stephenville <laughs> and don't have people aren't connected to people that rope for a living and are very successful. What would you describe that like to people that don't know? Oh, because there's a lot of things that people don't know. This is small that go into this world that we live in down here. There's a lot, and this is a small tank with a lot of big sharks in it. Yeah, like when I go to a rope and it's like that? going to Bass Pro Shops, but they're being great whites in the tank instead of yeah. like little, you know, eight yep. pound bass. Exactly. And <laughs> you literally went to a rope and there was 13 teams or something like that. 12 of the teams were going to the NFR that year. Yeah. Like, you just can't, like, you have to show up and be on your top game every single time. Right. You can't, it's a hard place to season a horse. I mean, yeah. just stuff can't go wrong. Like, you can't have mess ups. Right. Or else someone's going to be right there just chomping at the bit, ready for you to fall. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I remember, like, I grew up in a family and my brother in law, he, he wrote a little bit and he came down and stayed like four or five days with me. And at that time, I had five or six heel horses, and like it was, you know, Stephenville, and we were roping 60, 80 steers a day, and then we'd mm -hmm. go to the jackpot too, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, I like my family didn't grow up around rodeo that much, so 
I would catch comments like, oh, you're living the dream, you know, like it must be nice. <laughs> and, I, and I laugh at people when they say that. And yeah. not like well, to come be live mean. this dream for a little so while. So I called my brother and I said, hey, come down. I was like, it was like in March. I said, the weather be good. We can rope all day, every day. And it's so like, we're up and like roping at like eight o'clock at the house. And then like, I'd go to Chad's in the afternoon and mm-hmm. rope with Chad and then like go to the slide that night. And then like, we were up at six and didn't get into the house till 11. And like by day three, he's like, dude, do you do this every day? And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is every day. Every single day. And and then people like, but people don't understand how much goes into it. You There's know? so much, man. The, between the rope and oh, all of it, like keeping keeping everything, keeping everything going. Yeah. Like that's hard to do. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. There's just so many moving parts to so it. So many moving parts. I mean, just today, you're out here trying to practice. You get the worst callback you've ever had in your entire career. <laughs> I don't know if it's the worst. It's up there, though. Yeah, but you're calling around trying to get a trying trade. Trying to find a trade. So if anybody has one, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Hawk needs a trade. <laughs> like to go to the BFI, please. For the weekend. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go to the BFI. I'd like to go to the BFI. He needs to go to BFI and San Angelo. Yeah. What's there? I've seen on the older five teams that got. Your same the, problem. Same exact problem. And yeah. there's maybe one or two trades they have. Right. You know what I mean? So. Like it's, it's not all glamour. Yeah, it isn't. But I, I would, I at this point in my life, I wouldn't want to do anything different. Yeah, no so matter how hard it gets. What does uh, as a thirty-three-year-old professional healer, what does life after rodeo look like? We ain't got that far yet. Uh, yeah, something you haven't really thought about yet. No, I've been putting some thought into it. I honestly, I I would like to be able to see my family more. Yeah. This that was probably the hardest sacrifice I've given up trying to do this is especially your whole family's in Montana, right? Everybody's in Montana, man. I got nieces and nephews that are growing up and I get videos of them every once in a while. It's hard. You know what I mean? I want I want to see and I'm very close with my family. Like I want I would like to see them more. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out something that I can do up there. Yeah. Probably. Never know, something might happen too, and then yeah, just end up being somewhere else. How long do you think you rodeo for? I don't know yet. I haven't got that decision. I'm going to keep doing Just it for as long as it's profitable and they enjoy it. And Man, I think, I don't know. It's right now, I love it because I still feel like I'm getting better. Right. I know there's going to be a day I'm going to hit where it's like you can't, but it's just because you physically can't do it. Your body won't let you, but I can't get any better. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be more of the day when I could walk away from it. Right. But while you're still getting better, it's, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still I love fun. That part and you and even the day you walk away, you'll probably still enjoy roping. Maybe it's gonna be I, the weirdest Will concept. Will it be a deal where like you walk away and just I don't, don't rope know. no more? Well, this is uh, the weirdest thing for me is I'm gonna go in the practice pen and if it don't go good, it's not a big deal. Right. Like that's a weird concept. For that's me hard to, to grasp. That's a right weird now. concept for me to think about. Is yeah. like if my horses don't work good or I don't rope good, it's not a big deal. Yes. Yeah. This isn't what I do. Right. And it's it's consumed your life for, I mean, if if you go another ten years, it'd be another what twenty years, twenty five. I mean, twenty five years of it, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, since I was seventeen, right. It's been all I've thought about. Yeah. Well, hopefully you got another few years left in you. Hope I do. Brenton's young, so Brenton's got him. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you can keep him hooked, I think you'll be all right. Oh yeah, we're good. Alrighty. Well, man, I sure appreciate you doing this. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you telling your story on here and and talking about roping. 
it's, Always, man. it's uh, what we like to do around here. But anything you'd like to add before we get off here? No, nah, man. I think we covered it all. Well, love it. You probably won't talk for another two weeks after this deal. I'm going to try not uh, to, man. <laughs> you've used a lot of words today. So we sure yeah. appreciate it. You so, bet. Thank, thank you. you.